So, this is the self-development with tactics. Book. So, hello and welcome back to the next episode of the Self-Development with Tactics fucking podcast. <laughs> I'm still wondering if I should actually just make these um, podcast episodes explicit or actually clean, but I'm not quite sure if, you know, what's explicit, if this is also swearing and whatever, um, because I don't know the rules, I don't know the laws, but what I know is that my fucking closet is open, which shouldn't be the case. So, just close it, and as you can see, or maybe can see in the background, we will go ahead with um, Sleep Smart by uh, the author, uh, I forgot him, but it's a him, this is what I know for sure, and it is quite a great book, and something that I'm pretty interested in um, for my personal life, and I think this is also something that could contribute a lot of your lives, and therefore this is just, you know, a win-win fucking situation. Um, but yeah, so this is actually the second part. Uh, therefore, I would really invite you to just go to the last episode. I think that you should, you know, totally see it. Uh, I named it uh, "How to Sleep Better." I think. Um, no, totally. I've I've named it like this, and I would really suggest you and invite you to go through the first episode. Just maybe you, uh, if you do not have the time to do it, maybe you listen listen to it as a podcast, which is I think a pretty great way to get the fullest out of the episodes most of the time, because sometimes I'm actually showing some pictures that I do then have to explain, which is, you know, not the same as actually looking at them yourself. But um, for the most part, I think this is actually a pretty good way to consume what I'm just putting out and to consume what's, you know, in these summaries and in these, um, yeah, in these books. But um, yeah, I think we will go ahead with optimum temperature, uh, which should be cool. And this is totally something that I knew before um, a lot of people suggest and this is actually something that I've pointed out at the end of the last episode um, is that it should actually be 18 degrees Celsius which is uh, 64.4 degrees Fahrenheit yes or 291.15 Kelvins um, yeah so the optimum temperature is cool. I bet you are familiar with that feeling of being too hot to sleep, tossing and turning trying to find a cool patch in the bed. Temperature is actually really important when it comes to getting a good sleep. Stevenson, he's called Stevenson, <laughs> explains that uh, thermoregulation has a big influence on your sleep cycle. Instinctively, your body should know should know to drop your body temperature to the optimum sleep temperature when it's bedtime. But if the conditions are too hot, uh, too hot, it can become extremely challenging for your body to, regula to, to regulate, actually. So this is why it is important to have a cool environment in your bedroom, but ensure that it is not too cool also, which is totally something that I think actually pisses me off more than just having it too warm. If it's too warm, I just, you know, kind of find a way to, I don't know, open my windows and therefore that, that it is uh, getting a little bit cooler or I'm opening my, my door in terms of my, my actual room door or I'm just doing something that is, it is actually, you know, getting a little bit cooler or I'm just drinking a glass of water or whatever. But um, with being too cold... Um, actually, because my heater is such a piece of such a piece of shit, it actually takes so long that it actually gets a little bit warmer in my room that it's most of the time like you know pretty annoying. 
if it's too cold. So take a warm bath or shower an hour or two before bed. The increased core body temperature from the heat will fall accordingly and level out a little cooler right before bed. Um, which is something I definitely not do because I'm just a really, really fucking um, yeah, appreciator of cold showers. Um, why? Because I think it's good for your body and um, it is also good for your discipline. You know, if you just really stick to taking a cold shower, which is totally something that I do not want to do. You know, some sort of I do want to because nowadays it's more like, uh, yeah, it's it's harder to not do it than, than doing it actually, which is the same thing with my nutrition. But um, it is something sometimes, especially in winter, um, which is, yeah, not that nice. You know, it's not like, yeah, I'm so fucking pumped to get in the cold shower and, you know, you know just freeze my ass off. No, this is not something I think of, but um, I understand and I know that this is really building my discipline and is really building a healthy body for myself. And I also think that this is also kind of contributing your um, recovery after you've, you know, worked out or, you know, did, did some kind of a sport. But um, also, which is something that I think is scientifically proven, but I'm not quite sure, is that taking cold showers actually reduces the um, white fat that's, you know, contained or that your body contains or that your body has and therefore kind of, um, yeah, but builds up the brown fat, which is actually the fat that is regulating your temperature. If it's, I think, if it's cool or warm is, you know, both sides. And I think, and this is not something that is proven, but it's, you know, some kind of my experience, through these cold showers, my body got enabled to really regulate its temperature so well that I'm only sweating when I'm, you know, really running or really doing something that's pretty fucking um, exhausting. You know, I'm not sweating very easily. Um, you know, if it's, you know, 200 <laughs> degrees Celsius in my room, you know, or it feels like it, then I will definitely sweat. Yeah, but in terms of, you know, going around or running a little bit, it's it's not like that I'm sweating pretty easily. It, you know, could also be in terms of myself and my jeans and whatever, but I do kind of think that this has also something to do with taking cold showers. Um, bedtime. Getting to bed at an appropriate time can be real difficult. Yeah, <laughs> that's fucking true. It's easy to stay up late watching Netflix and all of a sudden it's after midnight and you realize you need to be up again at 6am. Stevenson explains, that, uh, explains how getting to sleep at the right time will improve the quality of your sleep dramatically, which makes sense because you, yeah, okay, you get more sleep, but you know, it's Okay, I, I'm just really curious about it. So Stevenson explains how getting to sleep at the right time will improve the quality of your life, of your sleep, sorry, and I, okay, also of your life actually, and dramatically. He explains that the time between 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. is considered a magic window of sleep. Scientifically explained, this is because your hormone, hormone uh, secretion or secretion or whatever, uh, and Recover is doing its best work during this time. Stevenson explains that it doesn't come down to how many hours you get at night, it might still only get, you might still only get six hours, but if four of those hours were between 10 p.m. and 2 a.m., you're already doing better than someone who get, who got six hours from 2 a.m. till 8 a.m., which is a uh, Definitely, you know, kind of interesting. I do not know if this is true. So I know this is, you know, always the difficult part about talking and, um, yeah, 
pretty much talking about scientific things because often it's like, okay, um, they make a statement, but this is nothing that's uh, explained pretty much. You know, there is no evidence and there is no, um, there is no validation for why this is actually true. And therefore, you should always be a little bit skeptical when you're reading uh, things about health and, you know, sleep and all these um, body-related things, at my point of view. Uh, so Stevenson explains that your body gets a second wind after about 10 p.m. if you're not already asleep. This is a release of melatonin that will, as a result, make getting to sleep harder. So try your best to be asleep by 10 p.m. whenever you can. Sleep cycles are your body's natural rise and fall of sleep. So sleep cycles are your body's natural rise and fall of sleep depth which take about 19 minutes, 19 minutes, sorry. By waking up at the top of a cycle, you wake up feeling refreshed and alert. Wake up at the bottom about 45 minutes in and you'll wake up feeling pretty groggy. Yeah, um, you know, this is something that I understand. You know, sometimes you pretty much feel very bad if you just, you know, get up at certain times. Um, but which is definitely something that I haven't, you know, been thinking about quite in a scientific way and I haven't thought about actually looking it up which is always a good thing so um, if you're very curious about you know why you're feeling a certain way sometimes you might you know look it up but you know <laughs> be conscious about the fact that you know often it comes up to you having cancer because this you know the most <laughs> I think the most often answer of google or you know the net doctors as I would say um, yeah that they actually have cancer which is you know at the end total bullshit um, but yeah you know you know, there is a reason, I think, uh, which is that a lot of things that you do and a lot of things that are just in the world, whether it's pollution or whether it's uh, unhealthy eating, a lot, of a lot of these things just result in um, pretty much getting cancer. The magical magnesium. First of all, if this is something about um, sample supplementing some, you know, some uh, vitamins or uh, minerals or whatever magnesium is i think it's a mineral isn't it yeah it's a mineral <laughs> and i think at the end i i think it's you know you can totally can just consume it by regular food you do not have to just take it in through pills or through some some syrup or some other shit at my point of view everyone here on everyone in this you know audience that i'm having or everyone on the world is theoretically um, pretty much able to get all the vitamins and all the minerals that he or she needs you know it's always in terms of uh, how consistent you are with your healthy eating um, how strict you are with your healthy eating and yeah how conscious are how conscious you are about what you're eating you know if you do not know what you know the certain things you're eating contain then it gets a little bit difficult yeah totally but um, but at the end, I also have to say, okay, um, if it's like, you know, you're not getting any magnesium, you should totally supplement it. If you, you know, do have some sort of a disease or if you can't eat certain things that contain a lot of magnesium and therefore it's, you know, even harder or even more difficult for you to get in this already, you know, difficult to maybe, I don't know, difficult to consume uh, mineral. So Stevenson raves about magnesium. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Uh, it's naturally occurring is naturally occurring mineral that has numerous benefits to the body including blood sugar regulation circulation improvement pain reduction muscle relax relaxation and in general an over an all over stress reducer as an all-rounder when it enters the body magnesium has so many areas to work on that it is 
that it is quickly used up. Stevenson explains that approximately 80% of of us are deficient in magnesium. Um, This is something that I think a lot of vitamins or minerals, um, you know, a lot of, you know, things about these things, (laughs) um, actually, you know, their thing. What I want to say is that a lot of people just really lack of a lot of vitamins and a lot of minerals. It's I think it's not only magnesium, but it's, you know, pretty much, you know, 80% of us is quite a lot. I think it's, you know, also the same with probably, um, I don't know. I don't know. You know, there might be some things like not only magnesium, but at my point of view, there are also some other minerals. A lot of people and just a really high percentage of the whole population are just really lacking um, whether it's due to them not eating properly or whether it's them not being able to just eat, you know, proper food. Because if you just be like, okay, you know, eighty percent of the eighty percent of the whole population is uh, or hasn't deficient or is deficient in magnesium, you just you know uh, also include the people who are living in very very poor areas, and therefore it's just some kind of clear. It just makes sense that these people do not have, you know do not have the right food or just can't consume the right food. But either magnesium bath salts but either magnesium bath salts or body oils will get some extra magnesium into your body, reducing your stress reducing your stress and encouraging a better night's sleep. Stevenson suggests either of these sources of magnesium over pills as the benefits can be lost during digestion, which is definitely something you should, you know, look out for. A lot of supplements actually do kind of, you know, reduce their ability themselves to just provide you, you know, these certain minerals or vitamins, uh, vitamins, whatever you're just taking in. So keep the magnesium infusion beside your bed and apply to areas that are sore, stressed, uh, sore or stressed. So on a chest and neck and or shoulders, whatever is sore or stressed. Sleep sanctuary. Uh, it's S A N C T U R A R Y. Whatever this is, I can actually look it up. You know, I'm always saying that I do not know what certain things mean, but because I'm, you know, pretty used to not being able to kind of click anything on the, on the websites that I, you know, I was used to working on, um, now I pretty much have the opportunity to just look it up and to not let you wait. So sanctuary, which is, okay, it makes sense. So many of us are probably guilty of using our bedroom as a multi-purpose room for entertaining friends uh, for entertaining friends, for getting work done, or as a makeshift dining room for eating takeout while watching a movie. However, this can have a big negative impact on your sleep. Why? And this is something I could totally explain it um, on myself, because you actually then have the pattern to just, you know, do everything in this certain room. Also including sleep, but also including work and all the other things he already pointed out. Which then lets the body think and lets the body just, you know, create a pattern that this room is not only about sleep. And therefore, if you just go to sleep, your body thinks like, okay, maybe it's now time to work. So therefore, it's maybe not producing as much melatonin as it should. But if you have a, you know, a certain room or just a a room on its own that is only for sleeping, your body just totally knows, okay, this room is only for sleeping. Therefore, when you're just walking into this fucking room, chances are pretty high that your body just really puts out a lot of melatonin or just, you know, lets you feel sleepy. The the bedroom should only be used for two things, sleep and the other thing. (laughs) 
Okay, so Stevenson explains that doing work in bed is possibly the worst thing you can do to your sleep quality. So especially just doing some things in your bed rather than having, you know, the other thing and um, yeah, sleeping actually, which makes sense because it's also about these patterns that I was just explaining before. Um, now I'm pretty much, because I only have one room, I'm pretty much sitting on my desk quite next to my bed. So therefore I think um, this is some kind of a better way than just, you know, actually being in bed and working in bed. So even this simple task of replying to emails is a big no-no. The last thing you want to do is associate your bed with any kind of stress. Another consideration to take is the air in the bedroom. Stevenson recommends ensuring that there is a source of fresh air every day. He explains that without the intake of fresh air, the room's air will stale and the ions in the air literally lose their negative charge. Uh, we want as many negative ions as we can as we can, as they are energizing, uh, they eliminate odors or odors, whatever this is called. But actually, I can f can I odor? It's actually odor. The nice thing uh, about all the iOS and or uh, macOS probably or OS X um, devices, or I think it's actually only the MacBook. Um, if you're just really pressing hard into the trackpad, you're actually able to kind of look up certain words, which is for me pretty, you know, pretty easy and pretty simple to use. And it's pretty handy for me because I actually can see, okay, how do I pronounce this word and what this actually means in, in German. Uh, they eliminate odors. Which is, you know, I haven't thought about it, you know, actually meaning like, uh, you know, some smells or, or notes or whatever. Um, mold and other nasties in your house. Another great idea from Stevenson is to have a house plan in your room. That's definitely good. And there are certain plants, uh, you can totally look them up, that are actually producing more uh, or refreshing the air more than other plants. So it's not like every single plant is doing the same task or every single, play, every single plant is doing... Um, you know, the same task of, you know, refreshing your air and, you know, making CO2 to, to oxygen again, because they actually do it. Not every just plan is doing it the same way or in the same amount. So therefore, I just before my, uh, yeah, mother threw it away, unfortunately, I do had a, some kind of little bush. Is it a bush? I think it's a bush. It's some kind of plan with a lot of, um, a lot of arms, actually. It looked like a really funky octopus or corals actually like a coral and um, this was really great as you know the people or the shop pretty much suggested me um, when I was buying it that it is um, good for just refreshing your air and you know creating more oxygen than other plants so get at least one hour get at least one house plant and keep work out of the bedroom which is you know totally not pretty um, you know pretty easy for a lot of people, especially people that do not have that much money, because, yeah, if you do just live in a one-room apartment, it might get a little bit, a little bit tricky. But, you know, even though I think um, I've just been able to do this my whole life long, uh, from the point where I was just, you know, born, and I think I would, I would just be able to do it, you know, anyways in my uh, upcoming life. But I think that this actually, you know, could be a great way to improve your sleep as well. Uh, zero or null, whatever this is, I don't know what <laughs> what title this should be actually. So as we mentioned above, the bedroom should uh, should be used for only two things: sleep and sex. Stevenson explains the effect of orgasm on your sleep. The intense conception of chemicals released in the body through orgasm is the perfect sleep inducer. 
end user. So this should be pretty self-explanatory. Just remember, you don't necessarily need a partner to get the benefits. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But I think <laughs> I'm just, you know, I'm just creating a few pictures in my fucking mind. You could really, you know, yeah, totally. You could you, you could really make this, you know, a strategy or a tactic of yours. Just you know, fabbing, <laughs> fabbing, fabbing before jerking off before you go to bed, just because you're getting sleepy or just sleeping better. Yeah, might actually work. I don't know if it's you know good or or whatever to do it every single day. Even though, just you know, because I you know talk about it. And um, what do you think about no fab? You know, have you heard about it? It's just you know basically not jerking off because it seems to be unhealthy or it seems to be not good or or whatever. And um, do you think this is true? You know, I've. I've quite informed myself or quite, you know, read a few things about it and I'm not pretty sure. I, you know, I'm not in the scientific space, so therefore I'm maybe the wrong person to discuss this with. But um, at the end, I quite think like, okay, this is something natural, but I do understand that um, you could basically do it more often than just, you know, having sex because there is, at my point of view, some kind of a limit. Uh, for some of the people, it might be a little, you know, it might be a little lower limit or for some might be a little higher limit. The blackout. There is a reason we go to sleep at night and that's because we are naturally wired to sleep in the dark. Stevenson explains that any source of light we, uh, we have... Uh, so any source of light will have an effect on the quality of your sleep. And it is not something you can fix with a simple sleeping eye mask. Light actually has the ability to penetrate your skin. So if there is light entering the bedroom, you need to fix it. And this is actually, at my point of view, one of the reasons why we should actually rest more in the winter times. Because actually, at my point of view, people, or it would make sense, people, so um, our really, really early ancestors, which is totally something that I'm pretty much often talking about because I think it's kind of fascinating that a lot of things that we are doing just, you know, right now, if it's in terms of body language or in terms of our, you know, total behavior, a lot of things can just really, you know, they can just be connected with our really early ancestors and, you know, just nature and or whoever instilled these certain um, mechanics into us. But at my point of view, you should actually rest more in winter because there is, you know, less sunlight than in summer. Summer, sorry. Um... Because it, it would make sense, you know, in the winter it is cold, it is exhausting for people to, to just go around, for example, or especially for the, you know, really early, you know, people or humans. Um, so therefore, um, yeah, because the sun is going down very early um, and creates therefore a lot of more time and space for actually sleeping, it would be or it would actually make sense to go to bed earlier or just when it, you know, when it gets darker. And I think this is actually the way... Um, you know, our ancestors did it, you know, they went to bed when it was dark and, um, you know, in in the winter it is just getting darker and darker, um, you know, very, very early. And yeah, and this is also something that I kind of read in a book and that I was reading just, I think, a year ago or something, which was about um, basically the human being and, you know, why the food we are eating is not good and what we actually should eat and a lot of people, a lot of, a kind of a history of, you know, the human race or you know the humans and um so on and you know they also suggested that uh, actually winter should be the time to rest and yeah and it would make sense because of the sun going down and whatever i've explained it um uh, blah, 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 blah. so blackout curtains 
uh, are a great way of getting rid of light pollution. Remove light, uh, remove light up devices and get a dim alarm clock. Actually, I have alarm clock that's, I think, are there, are there any alarm clocks that are actually, you know, you know, uh, quite on or they just send out light all the fucking time because this would you know totally be something that i was just or i would just really be pissed about because i have a, a, a timer which has a, a snooze button on it and every time you tap the snooze button it actually gets turned on in terms of also the light which is i think also some kind of the thing he actually means so there's either no light or either a little bit light for a certain amount of time the train sleep is a process and not only so sleep is a process not only rest but also of not only of rest but also of recovery. Stevenson explains that working out is the act of tearing your muscles and damaging tissues. Sleep is designed to repair the tears and aid your body in recovery. And therefore, which is you know totally something that I've been talking about in the last episode as well, and therefore it is very very important to sleep, you know, the right amount of time or having the right amount uh, of quality sleep if you are working out and if you are just really willing to put on some mass some mass in terms of muscle mass and because without sleep your body isn't pretty much able to kind of reconstruct or recover your body so someone who works out will create more of the hormones required to keep repairing and recovering however stevenson only recommends morning workouts if you work out just before bed your body doesn't have enough time to reduce the core temperature and as we discussed earlier you need to be cool in order to have a quality sleep it also matters how you work how you work out simple cardio is good but lifting weights will get the best results for your body you will sleep better and feel better and this is definitely the thing i think um you know if anybody who has just some kind of trouble with falling asleep or just you know sleeping in general the best thing to do is just having an exhausting i'm not you know talking about really you know running three marathons a day um to just really have an exhausting or um kind of um yeah kind of exhausting day um, every day because um, yeah you know if you're just doing things that are making you tired in terms of you know physically not mentally please do some things that you love actually um, this will totally you know help you fall asleep much easier tech stays out of the bedroom which I think is actually something that um, was also pointed out or actually was uh, already pointed out in this summary but Let's go ahead with it. Uh, so this one should be self-explanatory, especially after we've already discussed the damaging blue light of screens and the dangers of bringing work into bed. There's a scientific evidence to suggest that people who have these devices in the bedroom and use them before bed take a longer period of time to reach a deep sleep that we require. They also don't manage to spend as long in this state. Stevenson explains that these devices are known to emit harmful electric and magnetic fields uh, with links to healthy concerns or health concerns actually. It's best to keep them out of the bedroom altogether. Um, which is something that my parents always told me, not having you know my uh, smartphone in my uh, trousers trousers pockets or in my pockets in general and um, because they're actually you know giving me cancer or just whatever. But um, I don't know. This is actually something that I then, you know, been thinking about because um, on the one hand, one hand, sorry, um, these uh, waves, because it's, you know, a magnetic wave um, and or electric wave, um, these waveforms are actually, 
either too small or too um, they have a too low frequency or too high frequency to actually be harmful. You know, this is something that uh, my physics la uh, physics uh, teacher told us. I don't know if this is true. It could be true. I don't know. She explained it and, it, you know, it made sense when I was listening to it. Maybe only because I was like, yeah, I can't just tell this my parents, even though they just give a fuck about what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, yeah, so use a, use a good old-fashioned alarm clock to wake you up. Talk to your partner before bed or having a big O. <laughs> this should keep you uh, more than entertained. A big orgasm. Um, be healthy. Actually, a good advice. Just be healthy. You know, just do it. Do you know this video? From, uh, what is it called? I don't know. Whatever. So be healthy. Another contribution factor to your quality of sleep is, in interestingly, your weight. If you're sitting at a heavier weight, then you perhaps should... Uh, then you perhaps should may find that your sleep is lower quality. The stress to your organs, endorphins and nervous system from being overweight is linked to decreasing your quality of sleep. Stevenson explains that uh, the cortisol, the anti-sleep hormone, is more common in people who are overweight. It is important to focus on quality nutrition, getting a good balance of fats, protein and carbohydrates at each meal. Too many, carb uh, too many carbs will affect your uh, insulin levels. Focus on quality fats and proteins for optimal health and never ever cut out fucking carbs because some shitty people say it, um, especially not from fruits. You know, I totally quite understand that you may reduce your carb index through uh, bread or white pasta or, or whatever, but please do not reduce uh, the amount of fruits you are eating. If you like fruits like me, even though I'm getting diarrhea from them, <laughs> which is the fucking, you know, the fucking other side of me just being obsessed with fucking fruits, um, don't cut them because they contain very, very important vitamins and, and also minerals. And, you know, it's not like, okay, you know, eating sugar as such, as so as, as, as industrial sugar is not pretty much same as eating a fruit because food, uh, fruit has, uh, have also fiber and, you know, other ingredients that uh, make you, it seems to make you uh, digest fruits uh, in a different way than you're actually uh, digesting uh, industrial sugar or sugar that's, you know, uh, syn synthesized. Or whatever, so scientifically made, whatever it is called. Uh, so focus on whole foods and avoid processed foods. Uh, avoid food, especially carbs, before just bad. And start your day with a good meal, with a good meal, uh, not carbs, as this will cause an insulin spike. Something I do not know, something that I heard already, that you should actually not eat carbs in the morning. I still just, you know, eat quite a lot of the oats every single morning because I like them. And I actually do not know what I should eat instead that's not containing, uh, you know, carbs or a lot of carbs. Um, but, you know, but yeah, but if it's about being overweight and losing weight, it always comes up to the point that actually not eating as much as you're using is, you know, the only way or just the easiest way to lose weight. You know, it's, you know, physically not, you know, not, not, not able, it's not working that you gain weight when you're actually um, having uh, less calories than your body needs. If you're eating just, you know, five burgers of McDonald's, if you're just, you know, eating very healthy, um, you know, doesn't change anything and doesn't matter. 
but it you know just matters how you're feeling and you know how uh, how many you can eat or how much you can eat because if you're just eating a few burgers you might you know just get really really just hungry but you know if you just you know kind of used up your you know calories then it is a pretty fucked pretty pretty fucking fucked thing um i do just have to see yeah this there's quite a lot in it so uh, i might go through the next one and i think this will also be the last one so do have uh, quite a lot for the next episode because um yeah i think i tend to really get a little bit not sleepy but a little bit uh, unconcentrated when i'm going through summaries for such a such a long time um even though it's something i like i think i don't know you know i'm just trying it out for at least a few months a year maybe and maybe even i just come to the conclusion that i say okay you know this is actually something that i do not like to do and maybe i will just then do something else you know this is pretty po- pretty possible booze uh, a lot of people associate drinking alcohol with uh, drifting off to sleep quickly. However, the speed at which you fall asleep does not correlate to the quality of your sleep. Stevenson explains that your brain and body do not completely turn off when you have been drinking and you won't reach the optimal deep sleep state. Which is something I didn't know, but which is something that, you know, through just me thinking could make sense, you know. Um, totally, because you're just, you know consuming something that is so harmful to your, to your body and I still yeah I understand why the governments or states or whatever or countries actually do just um, yeah sell or um, allow people to sell alcohol because it's good for the economics and yeah even though there are other drugs and that might be a little healthier but at the end I would even say do not take any drugs because it's only quite a way to you know escape the real world and therefore i would just you know suggest you to work on the real world to make the real world a place that you love to be at and you just you know that you just loved so that you actually do not need these drugs you do not need this netflix you do not need these videos you actually do not need me you know even though i'm only providing information and and whatever just because you have you know such an interesting life yourself and this is something i totally wish you to have yeah you know, I would rather have you just not uh, not watching my stuff, but, you know, being happy with, with whatever you're doing and just actually having a great life that you are interested in and that you are just really pumped about. Yeah, even though it's quite hard for me to say, okay, I would rather have nobody watching my stuff, but being very happy, but it's just the truth at the end for me. So, yeah, if drinking uh, rabbit wrap it with some time to spare before sleep uh, so if drinking wrap it, uh, wrap it with some time to spare before sleep and ideally for hours also make sure you drink plenty of water before you hit the sack uh, actually a good thing um, but actually drinking a lot of water before going to bed is something that I never do because I tend to be a little bit feared about actually waking up and having to take a piss which is totally something that I hate to do because often just you know just ends up me not you know being able to sleep anymore but um yeah i think 40 uh, 35 minutes actually now 35 minutes is actually a pretty good one uh, i do hope you get or got something out of this episode if yes it would be uh, totally nice for me and um, yeah you know, i would just you know appreciate if you subscribe to the podcast or subscribe to the actual youtube channel and yeah check out my other social media profiles there i put out a lot of stuff 
eight posts a day, to be honest, or to be, you know, accurate, even though I should do a little more um, that's, you know, out of my time zone, because I'm actually only posting when I'm pretty much awake, but, you know, there are eight hours that I'm sleeping at, so therefore I should maybe just eat, uh, just, you know, put out posts there as well. But um, with that being said, I wish you the best health, uh, wealth, health, happiness. I hope you're giving back something. And yeah, just, you know, take a look at your legacy and try to, um, you know, be the nicest one. Even though it's something sometimes not working, but, you know, being nice in the macro is, I think, better than in the micro. But with that being said, I hope you have a fucking wonderful day or night, whatever time zone you're in. <laughs>